How's everybody doing on this fine day? I will tell you what, I just left uh, the new building. The rug is in, the glazing is in. Um, let's pop some pictures up here. Yep, you can see the glazing, you can see the rug. Um, I am giddy. You know, I haven't, let's see, over 20 years of being in business and I have never had an office with a window. Just never happened. Every single person who came in and, you know, they wanted, they're like, oh, can I have this office or that? I gave it to them. I took the worst office at all times because it didn't matter to me. But uh, seeing the new place and seeing all that and having the fact that I get to have a window one day, uh, pretty exciting, pretty exciting. Didn't know having a window was on my bucket list, but apparently it is these days. So uh, what do you say? Two, three weeks out uh, from moving. We might actually even have a break in the podcast, depending upon how that happens, moving the studio and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, no, it's it's coming along. Um, I couldn't be happier. Everything's coming along. All the contractors, the guys over at Hammond Construction, just kicking butt, taking names. So, really, really cool. Um, had another situation happen over the course of many, many months, and I put all this together, and I want to talk to you guys about it, was I had – see, how do I want to do this? How do I want to say this where I don't actually give away the people? All right, we're going to say, we're going to just make up two generic names, Bob and Mike. That's what we're going to do here. So both of them are good friends of mine. Both of them I've known for a long period of time. Um, both of them bring a lot of good things to the table. And I, they, I knew them uh, through some of my old work uh, coworkers and stuff, met them through friends of friends, got to know them. And Bob was the guy that looked like he had everything together. He looked like he had the nice car, he had the house, everything was good, and he was doing really well. But when you talk to Bob, he always had this persona of, oh, man, if I could just get this done, it'd be all good. If I could just have this, it'd be good. And I really wish my wife would just listen to me. And there was always just something he wished he could go for. And I mistook that, and I will be very honest with you, I mistook that of two things. One, he was trying to downplay his success. Which I can respect that. A lot of people, you know, don't want to flaunt it. So he kind of downplayed it when he was around me. And then the other part of it was um, maybe he just wanted to talk about the things that were bugging him and had a friendly shoulder to, to cry on or whatnot or just kind of help out and say, hey, what are your opinion? That maybe he valued my opinion. So I didn't think much of it. Um, like I said, good guy. Wasn't a whiner, wasn't a complainer, but he just always had that kind of that viewpoint. And then there was Mike. Now, Mike always was just smiling no matter what. Um, his truck wasn't, uh, was always kind of broke or there was always paint peeling off the side of the truck. Um, uh, Mike's like, yeah, we're just renting right now, trying to get things figured out, but it'll be okay. Uh, and he was very honest with what's going on, but he was always happy no matter what you're like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Everything's great. I'm super happy. And Mike was always a happy guy. At the end of the day, you wanted to hang out with Mike over Bob. You really did because Mike just brought everything to light. It was fun. It was exciting. No matter what, it was a good idea. He would kick around the idea and say, oh, this is really neat. Oh, did you ever think about this? Always positive. Always just smiles. Always giggling. Um, prankster, jokester all the time. You know, he loved to do his little pranks. But for the most part, Mike was just a happy-go-lucky guy. As I got to know them over these last six, seven, eight months, I found out that they were almost identical. Identical income, both renting a house, um, both um, bought their vehicles. Um, same marital status, same kids, like almost identical lives. I couldn't believe it. And one valued more of his outward appearance and Bob, you know, he valued more of that outward appearance and Mike just, it is what it is. 
you know, didn't try to hide it, didn't try to shame it, didn't try to make it bigger than what it was or downplayed. He just called a spade a spade. And I started to watch these two and kind of take notes and observe them. And then I thought of an old um, speech, an old seminar that I went to a couple of years ago. And this speaker was talking about a state of mind. And I actually grabbed the notes here and I want to uh, say it exactly how it is because I don't want to sugarcoat this or screw up this statement. Um, there are two types of being a space of mind, at effect or at cause. Those are the two. 10,000 different personality types out there. Yes, we know that. That's not what I'm talking about. There's a state of being, a state of where your mind's at. And if you are in an at effect person, you are always living in the past or being retroactive. You're thinking about what have, could have, should have. You're thinking about, oh, if I'd only done this, if my wife had only listened to me then, what's going to happen to me now? That at effect, whatever's happening around that person, it's going to affect them. And they are going to be someone in the state of a victim state of mind at all times. So if you're an at effect person and you look at this and go, Oh, I wish I had been this way. You know, I really wish I had the nice shoes. Or, oh, if I, I, if I had done this, I might have landed that client. And you're always thinking about the shoulda, woulda, couldas. You are living in an at-effect state of mind. That's where your head's at. That's where, you're, that's where you're at. If you are an at-cause type of individual, then you are living in the now. You know, I think they even in this, I was flipping through this, it said, uh, even they asked Yogi Berra, what time is it? He goes, it's now. He goes, well, what time? No, now. At, 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 at always, at every given moment in time, it's now. They're living in the now. And they know everything that happens around them is a cause of what they did. So every single thing that you have done in life, that cause or that reaction happened because of what you did. And, you're, and they're living in this now state of mind. That now state of mind is a freeing state of mind. It's, it keeps it so that you are like, okay. I live now. Everything that happens to me is because of my thing. It's a, it's almost a, um, I want to take a moment to talk about uh, true champions that are helping the industry out. And that's uh, Wendy Graves. You guys have all known her for women in science. She's been pushing that for quite some time, but she's also made a new alliance to help the industry out. And that's the, with make it happen signage Academy here. I don't want to get this wrong here. So I'm going to read right from this, uh, www.signage dash academy forward slash m-i-h dash glance that's the information we're going to go ahead and put it at the bottom of the show notes here and on this clip so you guys can click on it uh she's going to be working with the make it happen signage academy uh for the illuminated signage boot camp what's on the front lines uh teaching project managers sales and everything in between so definitely sign up for those things when he's been doing some great work so you definitely want to support her and uh you're gonna learn a lot a state of responsibility it's almost a state of I'm responsible for what happens to me. But in the most part is you are in charge of your own destiny. You're in charge of what is going to happen and where you're going in life. If you want to get to a promotion, you want to get the nice car, you want to have something materialistic in your life that you want to strive for, you can literally manifest that by thinking long, hard enough and figuring out how to get to it. You know, the best person that lives at the at cause state, a three-year-old. Think about it. When they want that candy, that is the only thing on their mind, right? Can I have a piece of candy? Can I have a piece of candy later? If I eat all my dinner, can I have a piece of candy? 
They are relentless. Parents that you know, you've had your toddlers, you know this, you're probably laughing right now and pray the kids aren't hearing this because they know it too. They're absolutely relentless. That is their only focal point. They are living in an at-cause state of mind. Now, one of the things that I've noticed and one of the things that I try and work all the time is how long can you stay at an at-cause state of mind? There's no person on the planet that lives in an at-cause state of mind 24-7. 100%, every single thing they do is just smiles, rainbows, and they're ready to go. At some point in time, life is going to beat you down. Let's not lie. Come on. We're not living in this perfect fantasy world. You know, there's been times where something went wrong in the new building I'm going for. I'm like, man, I can't believe that happened. Um, you know, perfect example of that. Thursday night, we had our lockbox stolen. Friday morning, GC or the superintendent on the job site calls me and says, hey, the lockbox got stolen. Homeless came in here. There's rifling through for, you know, old copper and the cables for the electrical. And uh, they managed to pry the lockbox off and they stole it. And I was like, okay, so that's a problem. Um, luckily, uh, the alarm company was there. They were working on it. I called them up and said, hey, you cannot leave this Friday until that alarm is working. We've had a key stolen. I can't get a locksmith out there in time. I, I need help. Now, the alarm company, great people. You know, I name them here, Bay Alarm. Uh, great guys here in San Diego. Uh, he called me and said, we understand. No problem. We're going to be there until it's done. They didn't leave till like 6.30, 6.45 that night on a Friday night, but the alarm was working when they left. They got everything done. Saturday morning, so Friday night, Saturday morning at 1 a.m., we get a call from the alarm company. Alarm's been tripped. I said, send police. Got in my car, drove down to the new building, which is luckily was only three minutes away. Got there, and sure enough, there is a 10-speed mountain bike laying on the floor about five feet in front of the front doors. The key's gone, but the front door's unlocked, and he had used the key that he got a lockbox, walked in the front doors, the alarm tripped, and he ran out the front doors and took off. Cops showed up. They cased the area. No, no sign of the homeless guy. Um, we put the bicycle on the side of the building, and I locked it back up, set the alarm again, said, we knew, we knew this was coming. That's fine. Next day, got a 24-hour locksmith, begged, pleaded. He came out, changed the locks. All is good and it's done. I could have, I was easily in out effect Friday morning. How did you let the key lose? Come on. How, how could you have lost a lockbox? For a good five minutes, I was in the out effect. Woe was me, victim, victim, victim. And then all of a sudden, I stopped and I said, dude, I have all the keys. I have, I have all the power. I have everything at my fingertips to make this a positive. We had to get the building relocked anyway, rekeyed anyway. So let's just move forward on that. We have the alarm company almost done. Just tell them they got to finish it. Put some pressure on them. They'll come through. And I turned into an at-cause thought process. My state of mind changed. Being at-cause is freeing. It's very freeing. You want to know why? Because nobody else cares but you. That's a powerful thing to say. And, it, and it, you seem like that's rude, like nobody cares about you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying nobody cares as deeply about what you're trying to do because the other people are trying to care deeply about what they're trying to do. It's not against you. It's not a bad thing. Every person has their own agenda, what they're trying to do. That's fine. Great. But for you, you have your own agenda, and it's up to you to make it happen. It's up to you to accomplish it. And if you are living in an at cause where you're taking responsibility for it and it doesn't work, that's okay. You're a step closer. You can go ahead and continue on and keep moving forward on that one. All you had to do was learn from your mistake of the last one or how you didn't get to be successful. Move to the successful ways that did work and then continue trying. You know, going going back to kind of beating a dead horse here, but the, the building I bought, 
You know, I was in contract for two other buildings before this one and they fell out. Didn't cry over it. I learned from it. It took me five years to find this building. I paid a fair market value. I really didn't beat them up because frankly, I was a little jaded from the last two and I really wanted to get into one. But it took me five years. I lost two and I got in on the third one. At any point in time, I could have said, woe is me, this sucks, but it wasn't. It was just a learning experience. It was no big deal. But that's because my mind was at cause. I was taking responsibility for what was around me. I haven't talked to Mike about this. And I might after this podcast, but I will tell you that I bet you if I ask Mike, what's your mindset right now or what's on your goal for today? He's going to tell me exactly the list of things he's going to do. And then I'm going to ask him the very next question. What if you didn't get that one done? What would your, what would your personality be, your state of mind? He would say the same. And I'm sure he would almost question my questioning. He would go, why do you, why? So what's the big deal? I go to tomorrow. I'll get it done tomorrow. I'll get it done the next day. It's on me to get it done. He has such a, um, uh, just an understanding of the at cause being he's been in it for so long that he's just, you know, just a happy go lucky guy. You know, all those people that we talk to all the time, you know, the happy go lucky ones. How much fun are they to be around? They're almost the life of the party. When you think about throwing a party, those are those two or three people that you have to invite, right? Because they are the life of the party. I bet you they're running in an at cause state of mind. I bet you they're not what was me and being at effect. The more you think about it and the more you apply it to your day-to-day grind, I bet you the more you're going to find yourself falling into one of these categories more often than the other, at cause or at effect. The more you're at cause, the better off you're doing. The more you find yourself at effect, find out why you're so cranky. Is it your ego? Is it because you're not where you want to be? Are you starting to blame other people because you hit more failures and successes? You got to take a long look in the mirror on this one and try and figure out where you're falling because I'll tell you right now, the faster you forgive yourself and get out of that woe is me, that depression state and start moving into the new one, man, you're going to be a rock star after that. Um, think about it, the yeah, cause. I think about this all the time. This is one of the things that you know motivates me a lot. Whenever I get out of effect, I start to get cranky. I stop myself. I think about it and go, okay, no, 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 no. I'm in control of this. I can take it better. Um, you got to find ways. Um, kicker points to change your mindset. Nobody's going to be at cost perfectly 100% of the time. But if you're at it more than 50%, I would say you're definitely winning the game of life. Take care.